And we're live! Welcome back to the Homework with Friends podcast. Episode 2. With your favorite homework pals, Dalton and Logan. How are my favorite classmates doing out there? Doing alright. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not too bad. There's only two of us. I so guess we're the only I'm classmates. The, I'm the classmate. Okay, my only, we have a really weird homeschool situation yeah, going on yeah. right now. That's the weirdest thing about it. Uh, I'm not doing too bad. You know, that's pretty, good. Pretty normal week. <laughs> <laughs> pretty general. I did say I saved a little story for you for the podcast, just specifically for this. For this? Yeah. Oh my gosh! I thought we should probably save some stuff from our. We could talk about that's it too good. Much. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Dalton and I are roommates. Uh, we spend most of our time together. Yes, we don't have anybody else to hang out with. Not a ton others like no we, we hang out with some other friends we're not we do we're we, not have a, we have a core group bummers but like you know we have a core group of friends that we hang out with but mostly. for the most part it's us so usually i was thinking about that today actually too it's like i need to like not tell you things that cross my mind just so that we can have it for fodder for this but then sometimes i'm like well yeah, we're, we're, si- we're sitting here we're bored yeah know? um we can't just keep watching docs no uh but yes yeah, so it was Sunday night? Well, real quick, if this is someone's first episode, welcome to the Homework with Friends podcast. This oh, is yeah. the podcast where we uh, assign each other homework each week, different topics, uh, and then report back. We are currently in the rapport building. This is the piece yeah. where you really fall in love with Dalton and Logan. Not 100% sure why you would hop in on the <laughs> second episode. <laughs> When there's only yeah. gonna be three episodes out to start, well, yeah, um, if you know. hop in real late, why not just listen to the first one? You're you're being weird. Who knows? This could be a year from now, and yes. someone we have but, like a real popular one with a good guest. But here's the thing: if you're going all the way back to two, <laughs> start at one. <laughs> why would you not start at one if you're going back that far? I hope there's one person out there who's starting at two feels oh. like a real knucklehead. Right and now. I hope. That they feel like an idiot when they listen. Well, to one them. thing they should know if this is your if they, if you are doing this chronologically, we hope that the audio quality sounds better on this. It one. should sound better. We introduced a second mic. Yeah, of doing I learned how to do a, a dual mic setup here on GarageBand, so that's pretty nice. I guess maybe if we announce that, they'll be like, "Well, I'm not going to suffer through a one mic podcast." Yeah, no, I feel like you you'll be you can tell on the first one, but I mean, we're getting into the nuts and bolts, <sighs> whatever. Uh, anyway, like I said, just uh, just if you're new, uh, if you're jumping in right now, uh, this is the rapport building. If you'd like to jump ahead to the homework, uh, don't, <laughs> don't. It's not just that long don't. of a podcast. Yeah, it's not a long podcast. Just fuck, just uh, listen to us. But also, uh, that's at about minute twenty. <laughs> uh, uh, I, okay, sorry, didn't mean to derail you. No, you're good. Um, so yes, yeah, Sunday night. Uh, for those of you who don't know me or anything about me, I work at a gym. Uh, sometimes I have to work late nights. So Sunday night I'm coming back from work, and the only nice thing about getting off that late is the train's usually empty. So I'm hop, I'm on the brown line back up towards our place, um, and there is two other people in the car with me, and they're sitting far away. And this guy gets on. In the and, whole train car, there's only two other people? Yes, there's only two other people. 
this guy gets on and sits in the seat next to me. I'm not even making this up. I have no idea why he does it. It wasn't like oh, it wasn't like a homeless person like that I could tell. He didn't seem to have like too much going on. Meaning that like there isn't an incentive that he would want no. to like strike up a conversation. No, no me. incentive to like strike up a conversation and be like, "Hey, could you help me out?" or anything like that. Yeah. Didn't talk to me the whole time. Just got on at uh, the next stop, so that'd be Armitage, and <laughs> sat right next to me <laughs> for the whole ride. And I, I would have felt like an asshole if I, if I got up and moved. Yeah, like if you scooted aside a seat or whatever. So I didn't. I just sat next to him. Hmm. Just like a, I mean, not to profile anybody, but just like a regular looking person. Kind of hipstery. Okay. Uh, white guy. Okay. Um, but a little older. Like 30, mid-30s? I sat next to a few hipstery-looking older guys today as well. Kind of like have an interesting-looking coat. Yeah, I don't know. Like haircut a lot of times. Maybe cool glasses. Maybe it was a security thing. Maybe he felt unsafe being on the train Maybe that Maybe he looked like a strong man. And he was like, oh, I'm going to sit next to this guy <laughs> because we'll be stronger as a pair. As a pair, we're strong. Yeah, actually, you know what? I, I, I think if you go on a few CTA tips and tricks, maybe that is like on there it could be one uh so um, next to the strongest little boy you see <laughs> but yeah it was so weird yeah, he like, looks pretty strong i was i just turned my podcast up and <laughs> didn't pay attention at all i want to play out the scenario in that guy's brain real quick doors open it's going down here and you see a whole train a little empty train. oh who's that who's that little boy over there Who's that little boy? Excuse, is, sir, is the seat taken? Mm. Uh, this is, uh, so, so, sir, no, I don't know. Wait, you... what? <laughs> <laughs> I see all these other empty seats around you, but I was just wondering, maybe, is this seat taken? Well, maybe. Uh, is there somebody in it? Uh, yeah, you... like, is there someone sitting here right now? No, why, would they, why wouldn't they be there? Well, I just were... wanted to make sure I was being courteous. I'd like to sit next to you on this empty train. I don't, I don't want you to. There's so many open seats, so many of them. Yes, but I understand, but I read this thing online that uh, it said to sit next to the strongest boy you see, and you seem like a very strong boy. Uh, you could sit across from me. Mm-hmm. I promise to protect you if something mm. happens, maybe. I don't trust it. Uh, I'd want... very much like to be able to grab your arm if I get scared. <laughs> I don't. Okay. Uh, okay. Do you want Do you want a headphone? It, actually, yeah. <laughs> what are you listening to? Yeah, just a little, another podcast. That's great. I really like podcasts too. Okay. Uh, well, here we are. And scene. <laughs> See, that could thing. have been the whole interaction. You didn't have to be so weird about it. I guess I didn't. But we, he didn't <laughs> ask if the seat was taken. He didn't tell me why he was doing it. Oh. <laughs> he sat right down. So the scenario is indifferent in that he didn't do any of those things. Yes. Mm. So he just popped the squat <laughs> right next to me. That's train living. That's the train life. Um. Well... I appreciate you saving that story for the podcast. Hey, I no think uh, I think we all like it. I think we all like that story. I think the listeners are endeared to you a little bit. I hope you liked it. And um, I get Dalton's hot take on public transit. Public transit, the the Chicago Brown Line from Sedgwick to Southport. I love public transit. Right so do now. I. I love it so much. I uh, here's a here's a story that might be good. Okay. For, uh, to commit to recording. All right. I somewhat need public transit. 
uh, based on a traumatic experience back in September, oh, I August. Yes, I remember. Where uh, I had my car stolen. You did indeed have that <laughs> happen to you. <laughs> and to the listener, not when I was in Chicago, but in a suburb in Ohio, my car got jacked, got stolen right from my parents' house. So I very much appreciate public transit. I never thought I'd be someone who had his car stolen. No. Especially not in in Beaver Creek. Yeah, Beaver Creek, Ohio is uh, the hometown, if you were wondering. And a bit shocking. Yeah. I was surprised when you told me. I w- I'm still surprised to this day. But honestly, the car needed to die. <laughs> <laughs> it was a 97 Honda Civic. It was running way past its lifetime. It was. And for those of you out there who are curious, a 97 Honda Civic is as easy to steal as owning a screwdriver is. You yeah. just have to break the steering column and just turn it. Just well, turn that ignition. They could sell them for so cheap because they saved on on putting locks on them. Yeah, and, and an alarm system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they saved on a lot of stuff to be able to sell it that cheap. Yeah. It's a popular car. You'll see a lot of them. Uh, Google 97 Honda Civic. You'll start to see them everywhere, but uh, 50% are stolen. 50%? Wow. There's an old Honda Civic parked outside of our apartment right now. Stolen. Guarantee it. Probably stolen. It's the exact model as mine. (laughs) Sometimes I see it and I get tripped up like, whoop. Is that my car? Yeah. We should go outside and read its exact license plate. Yeah, or steal it. What's a good homework topic? We a haven't, good beat, homework we haven't topic. beat that to the ground yet. I think we talked about general homework last week. Um, homework topic—that's tough. Uh, what was well? What was your favorite subject in school? Ooh, that's a good like. Um, hmm, I wonder what my favorite subject in school. I, I think pretty, uh, pretty classically. I always liked um, those art classes you got to take. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm a little bit of an artist myself. I like to draw, I like to paint. I I never took in like a formal art class. I took choir for my art class. Ooh, my art as like your fine art credit or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I liked choir a lot too. Pretty much anything that wasn't like math or science. I think I ex- I did pretty well in math, and I was actually garbage at science classes. Very bad. Mm, quite quite the opposite for me. Really? Yeah, bad like. I wasn't terrible at math, but I hated it, and I didn't put any effort into it. But I'm pretty good at science. Really, I yeah. um, I don't know why. I had some like weird mental blocks about science. Remember, uh, junior, sophomore, or junior year chemistry class. The teacher intentionally sat me next to the two smartest girls in the class, <laughs> and they told me later that she encouraged them to put their study guides and homework visible and on the side of their desk so I could look off of it. She was trying to help you cheat? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's weird. Yeah. I think I was so apathetic at it. I just, like, never – I just, like, was one of those things where I was like, I don't I don't see the point. Yeah. I, there's, I hate studying – for things that I don't like. Mm-hmm. That's what did, did me in with math. It's just I hated it, and I couldn't bring myself to do the homework or study for it. It's just so boring to me. It's incredibly So boring. dumb. I think math growing up is one of the ones that's the hardest to tell why you're going to need it. Because you well, – I mean, it all just depends on the field you go into. But I think that a lot of it revolves around problem solving. Like, that's yeah. what a lot of it is. But Which is good stuff. I think I learned – Yeah, it's good stuff, but – you like there's 
probably better ways. To, like, there should be other options to go about learning things Problems. like problem solving. <laughs> Lo- logic? Yeah, like logic. <laughs> like, uh, I just, like, like for me, I just hated it. And it was just, like, something that was made me miserable every time I had to go do it. I feel like everyone who I've talked to that, like, really likes math, really appreciate the rules of everything. Like, there are people who, like, I like that this is done the same way every single way and once you understand an equation you can kind of unlock everything and to yeah. me i'm like let's read catcher in the rye again baby <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing you could do that with so many other things <laughs> <laughs> let's learn some other rules man if we want rules let's play a board game yeah that's plenty, plenty of board games out there that have rules <laughs> yeah exactly almost all of them <laughs> i would say the vast majority i think that every board game probably has, has, has some sort of rule um but wait, what what class what you like the best? My favorite subject was history. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just found it always the most fun to learn about. My favorite class I ever took in like high school, grade school, everything was public speaking. Okay. Yeah, just dug to speak. Did they call yeah. it forensics, or was it just straight up public speaking? Why would it be called forensics? That's what they call debate some places, or okay. I think that's what debate is. It's, it's called forensics? forensics. Yeah, which is I I don't know I this is. 1 million percent wrong and i can look it up but i don't want to i've never heard of that um but no it was called public speak <laughs> no it's called what it should be called <laughs> it wasn't a debate class at all uh-huh. uh purely giving speeches there was one like debate ish type speech that we had to do but it was my favorite class I had the coolest teacher too she was awesome mm. Ooh, that's a good subject coolest teachers um did you, yeah. did you have one that sticks out uh kind of like i had i've had a a bunch of cool teachers um Mm -hmm. i never got super close to my teachers uh i wasn't one of those students Mm -hmm. Uh, i always had like pretty medium relationships with them (laughs) like they knew who i they knew who i was uh like i could joke around with them and you weren't like knocking on their door after class going i just need your help right now no no never (laughs) i just need you to be there for me um I think I definitely had teachers who liked me a lot more than other teachers did, <laughs> who like got my vibe <laughs> and and understood it. But they're hanging out in the teachers' lounge, like you guys hang out with this Dalton kid. Yeah, he's well, I, pretty cool. I definitely had some teachers that didn't get my like. I'm gonna put in as much effort as I need to. Vibe. Got it. Uh, some of them didn't like it, but other other ones were like, "Okay, I get what this kid's about. I'm gonna accept it." I think, yeah, I think when teachers can kind of understand, just like you know, because you probably weren't like a problem student, and you probably no. weren't dumb by any means, but I think once they understand, you have the general aptitude to get it, and they're not pushing too hard to, I guess, like like motivate you in the way that maybe some more of those kind of like weenie kids would get motivated you can kind of just have fun with them in class no that's how it was and it was like um so i would like i would um i'm blanking now you you distracted me by turning the tv off <laughs> Sorry, we had a TV on. You really, you really threw me off my game the, uh, by turning it NBA, off. NBA playoffs <laughs> right now, and it was it was distracting me having it on. Oh, it was like it was like calming me having it on. <laughs> <laughs> I would look over at it, listen to you, gather my thoughts, and then come back. Hey, look, look at that. Um, it's a good show. Oh, by the way, 
but no so i i wasn't like a class clown or anything but i i would joke around in class um Mm -hmm. and then i would put in the exact amount of effort i would need to get like a b or an a Mm -hmm. uh and I, I would do it if the A was easy to get, but I didn't, like, I wouldn't go any further than that. Yeah. Like, if it was a hard class and I was like, all right, I can get by with a B minus, I was getting a B minus. I was putting in that effort. Yeah. I had teachers that would be like, oh, I got to motivate this guy. I got to push him to, like, work harder and get the mm-hmm. A. And I would just be like, dude, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. And I think that's, like, based on the grading scale, if a C is average and you have a student who's relatively involved in school fairly well liked amongst his peers and like doing sports and stuff like that you should be happy with getting them in the b's yeah no i was and i uh, he had a lot going on and it's kind of on you if you want to get to the a's yeah i play i played four sports uh i was involved with a lot of like clubs and activities and stuff i did choir we always like when shows would be coming around we'd have rehearsals after school and stuff um I had I was always like doing stuff with my friends and I worked a lot like I worked like well for high school a lot like 25 hours a week which is a good amount for a high school student so like I had stuff going on I didn't want to yeah. spend a lot of time on your homework I would do it I would do the homework for my next class the, the class before yeah listen teach I got a life going on yeah I got so many things happening now me I was a practice player on the volleyball team <laughs> <laughs> And I really let that absorb a lot of time. <laughs> but actually, no, I, th- I, I besides science classes, which I'll admit I was like an absolute shithead on, uh, if I looked at my transcripts, I think I did trend a little bit more towards like really striving for A's, if not really high B's. Mm-hmm. I think I still, I had that pressure all the way up until, uh, that self-pressure all the way up until like beginning of senior year. And then second semester senior year, I was like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. No, no reason to work. We'll save all those stories for another podcast. Those are for another day. Those are long. Um, so okay. yeah, I bet maybe we should just get into the homework. Now. Yeah, you know, I think we're at a, a good time in yeah. the podcast to do mm-hmm. that. So, uh, if you did not listen to last week slash, you need a little refresher on the homework. We're going to go ahead and hit the tapes and play it now. Okay, I found there is indeed a sequel to Hulse. There's a sequel to Holes. There's a sequel to Holes. It's called Small Steps. Okay. It was published, I believe, in 2005 or 2006, and it follows Armpit. How long is it? I think it's like 250 pages. Ah, that's a breeze. Yeah. Um, read Small Steps. Uh, same assignment, essentially. I think this one we might actually need a, a true summary. I don't know how involved people are with Small Steps. I don't the, think they're going to know what it is. Are the Holes established universe? Um... Uh, and then I guess uh, go over some some major themes, just your general analysis of the book. It doesn't have to okay. be too structured, and your review. So your assignment right, for next week, what I want you to do is design a perfect, what you think would be the perfect eight-man NBA team <laughs> pulling from any player in history. You have to state the player and the year that you want them to be on your team. So, like, an example would be, like, oh, I want Jordan from 92 with LeBron from 2006. Woo! Yeah, so that's what I'm going for. Perfect eight-man team, five starters, three on the bench to come in. Screw it! 
All right, so that's the homework from last week. Let's dive. Who wants? You want? Uh, I think I'm, maybe you should go first. Let me go first this time. Yeah. Did okay. I go first last time? I don't really. Yeah, you did, but I don't, okay, no, no, yeah. no. I went first last time. So should I go first this time? I don't really care. I'll go first this time. All right, go first. But man. I got a lot. <laughs> I want to get loose. Lube it up. I want to get loose. Uh, let's talk about what we're drinking today. Dalton is going for the Rolling Rock. Which... I'm going for Rolling Rock, which is on sale at a local Chicago grocery store for for six dollars for a twelve pack. Yeah, if you're in the Chicagoland area, check out your local Jewel Osco. You're going to get yourself a deal. I didn't want to. I didn't want to rep something that's not going to pay us for it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say where but it was, we'll, but we'll say Rolling Rock. <laughs> And uh, I'm currently sipping on uh, Yellowtail Red Cabernet, four ninety nine at your local Walgreens. There you go. All right, so, all right. There's you. You just heard the homework from last week. If you're you're tuning in, well, you might have skipped over it for some reason. That would be ridiculous. And just in case that is a little bit longer than we want, we end up not actually playing that tape. Dalton had to read Small Steps, which is the sequel to Holes. Small Steps, the sequel to Holes nothing like what you would expect besides the fact armpits in it besides the fact that two characters from holes are in it there's no connection uh so it's gonna be a pretty general overview of what happens in the book because there's a lot to cover um so the book follows armpit beloved character from 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 holes after just reading holes armpit is such a small character in holes dude he is it's the, such a fun choice to have him be the lead in the sequel here's my first question for you with just having read holes do they talk about do they address why armpits called armpit in holes uh, I believe, and I don't know if this is the movie reminding me, it's because he doesn't like showering, right? He's stinky. Okay, that's what I thought. This book goes a completely different direction. Okay. okay. So Armpit, in this book it addresses Armpit got his name because one night he was sleeping and he got bit in the armpit by like a i forget it was like a scorpion or something like that or like mm-hmm. a snake he got bit on the armpit and starts like freaking out and yelling my armpit my armpit <laughs> at camp green lake yeah yeah so it has nothing to do with him sweating or not liking showers yeah like they just like they blow that that over because i think they address that in holes i haven't read the book for a while uh but yeah. they talk about it being because he doesn't like showers yeah. Same author wrote this book. Goes no, that's just that was that was for fun. Yeah, I mean it was definitely the movie he's established as a stinky person, but yeah. the author is who wrote the screenplay of the movie. So yes, that's so canon. he's a big boy. He does sweat a lot in this book, but he didn't get the name Armpit because he's stinky. Got it. Um, yeah. So broad strokes, what's this book about? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, follows Armpit after Camp Green Lake. He's 17 now, uh, 17 or 18. It didn't really quite say, but I know he's end of high school range. Uh-huh. Um, after Cramp Green, like he spends a little bit of time at a halfway house. Uh, he meets he meets this person who's like, the only way to not go back is to create these small steps that you have to accomplish. Just these little small steps. Mm-hmm. Hence the name of the book, Small Steps. His small steps are to graduate from high school. Get a job, save money, avoid violence, because that's what got him put in, 
uh, and lose the name Armpit. That's what he wants more than anything. He wants to go back to Theodore. Oh, I knew that. I knew his name was Theodore. Um, he, wanted to, he wants to lose the name Armpit. So, here we go into this story. He, Armpit is working for a landscaping company. What he does is dig. <laughs> he digs things and that's the last connection to holes that uh yeah pretty much uh he he digs it opens up he meets the mayor of this of austin uh she's like i've heard about camp green like you're a survivor he goes thanks ma'am uh comes back his home's like his home life is a little shaky with his parents it's just those two and him uh, they make him do like random drug tests all the time, even though he had nothing to do with drugs and he still doesn't do them. Got they it. just want him to stay out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Hey, good kind of good parenting, but also just you know try to focus on the stuff that's the problem. Kind of like mom. Yeah, w- which is the violence. Give me a break, mom. Yeah, he never did drugs. He didn't get put in for doing mom, drugs. I don't do drugs. I beat the shit out of people. Yeah. So you know, focus on that. <laughs> uh, and then you find out that he he's in school. He's in summer school trying mm-hmm. to get his degree um he's in economics and a speech class uh he lives next door or lives in a duplex uh with his family and then the other side is a woman and her young daughter who has cerebral palsy uh her name is Ginny, and him and Ginny are super close mm-hmm. and something that i hate in this book and I hate that when authors do is when they type out somebody who has a stutter. Like I can, I can picture it myself. I don't need you to type like six M's. Like he's just trying to hit the word count. Yeah, yeah. It makes me so mad. You don't need to type the stutter. We get it. We can, we can imagine it in our head with the words. True, but young adult reader. But that's my another point of this is that it's written like a young adult book. But the the story is not young adult at all. (laughs) (laughs) So it reads super young adult and boring, but the story is actually pretty good. Like he could have just made like a solid adult novel about this and gotten like a little bit more raw. A little more poetic with his prose. Yeah, we're not even close to getting into the story yet. (laughs) I'm trying to hurry. (laughs) Uh, So you get those ones, you meet them, and then all of a sudden X-Ray comes back. What? You find out that X-Ray got put to Camp Green Lake because he was selling oregano and parsley and pretending it was weed to Ooh, people. X-Ray's um, the best. <laughs> and his family had to relocate because he was doing that like a, like a con man and people found out and wanted to kill him. Actually, <laughs> uh, such a funny little shithead in Halls. Yeah. but He's he, like the worst. He comes back like an actual weird con man and convinces Armpit to give him his first paycheck. Like, he makes like... With three months of working, he somehow only makes, like, 900 bucks. <laughs> and he's like, all right, armpit, give me a... I'm going to need about a $660, and we're going to buy these tickets for this popular singer, and we're going to scalp him, <laughs> and I'm going to make double your money. And so the whole, like, time they're, like, going through this, and armpit finally gives in, and they're at the ticket booth, and even more like a classic, like, little scammer, like a 1920s con man, armpit just keeps, like, changing his mood up. And they're in this line, and they're like, people are getting out, and they're like, oh, the first like first couple rows are gone, next couple rows are gone, and 
uh, he keeps being like, ah, well, the uh, the middle seats are really where you want to be because because uh, <laughs> you don't want to be too close, you know? <laughs> like, and they keep going through, and they finally— You don't want to hear the music. They finally yeah. buy, like, six tickets apiece because that's the maximum, and they're like, oh, we're in row M. And he's like, hey, first half of the alphabet, that's where that's exactly where you want to be. <laughs> that's where people are really going to be buying at. <laughs> so they do that. Um Somehow it starts going well. They actually, they're actually selling the tickets. The last two tickets come around. Armpit wants to take this girl on a date. She doesn't want to go because she's heard about his past. So he decides to take Ginny. Uh, they go to this show to see this this uh, this popular singer. Her name's uh, Kyra. I think is the way to pronounce it. K a i r a. Okay. Kyra, right? Kira. Kira, maybe Kira. I was reading this Kyra. Uh, Paul's right there. We're gonna get into get into Kyra's story because that that's like every other chapter. Like, oh my god, there's a lot in this book. So <laughs> I would not. Kyra's a famous gal. Uh, she's 17 years old. She still watches Cartoon Network. Um, she's a famous singer. Her mom and her her stepdad are the ones who like manage her. Mm. Uh, she's traveling through with this classic old band that she gets along with kind of well. These these grumpy guys who are super into like the yeah. Grateful Dead and road stuff. guys. Yeah. yeah, like road guys um, that have just somehow fallen into her, her life. Hmm. Um, and she just like, I don't know, she's a normal famous gal just living her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're working their way to Texas uh, to do their tour there. At one point... Uh, old Louie, the author of Louis. both both Holes and Small Steps, uses Dreamed versus Dreamt, which I didn't like at all, which is a perfectly acceptable. He dreamed thing. a new dream. Yeah, it, it pissed me off. Huh. Uh, it's acceptable. Yeah. To use, it's it's the same. Like it's not a it's not a made up word. But you didn't it, like it. Like be an author, use Dreamt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, put a T on it, baby. Put a T on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> So now we're back to Armpit and Ginny. Okay. And turns out that Armpit gave them fake tickets uh, and ended up selling the last two. And uh, Armpit. Wait, X Ray gave him fake tickets? X Ray gave him fake tickets, ended up selling the last two instead of giving them to him, giving fake ones. So they couldn't get in? So it just escalates super crazy. <laughs> and. They're just like these security guards are beating the crap out of armpit. No. And Ginny has a seizure because she has cerebral palsy. No. And she like can't control like when she gets super excited, she has a seizure. Um, oh my god. But it ends up getting broken up and this Kira Kyra gal yeah. is so mortified that her fans were treated that way that um Armpit ends up meeting her. Like they, they she invites him backstage. They have a little ice cream after the show. They're chatting, and her and Armpit headed off pretty well. Like, romantically? Romantically. What? They're kind of getting they're getting acquainted what with each Jenny? other. What about Jenny? No, Jenny's like 10. Armpit's like 18. Oh, shit. Jenny's like, yeah. <laughs> Jenny's not involved with that at all. Uh, my bad. Um, but, so, Armpit and her are hitting it off, mm-hmm. and um, she ends up leaving, but they're writing like some letters back and forth, and she invites him to come visit her in San Francisco. Uh, so they're kind of falling for each other. Well, classic love story. Yeah. All right. So now we're in a. Sorry, my notes are scattered all over the place. I was writing <laughs> like a madman. Um. So we get to San Francisco. 
and oh no before that <laughs> jesus christ before that <laughs> uh he makes up with x-ray x-ray gives him a bu- like like a little bit more money than he was supposed to be owed. okay um and he's like i'm sorry man i'm just trying to make us some money i'm a businessman it seems like it worked out pretty these, good for you these other ticket scalpers come and threaten X-Ray and Armpit God, uh, because they stepped on their territory and they blackmail Armpit until he like, gives them the love letter that this gal wrote to him, this famous <laughs> gal. Um, and so he's in San Francisco and he tells her that and she's like, oh, you only want me for my money. Like, you're Wait. just selling the stuff that I sent to you. That's like, what blah, Kira Kyra says to him? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, no. And she, they get in this argument in a coffee shop. She throws coffee on him. On armpit, on armpit, she throws coffee on him. Uh, meanwhile, is the author still calling him armpit at this point? In the yeah, book? still calling him armpit. <laughs> still has not switched to Theodore. Never switches to Theodore. Calls him armpit the whole time. Um, it was one of his goals. Even the author couldn't give it to him. So that happens, and armpit's like, ah, crap, man. And in this, <laughs> I went to in SF. this time, this creepy stepdad, uh, who at one point in in the book <laughs> says. To this 17-year-old girl Uh with the mom standing right next to him. She's, like, asking a bunch of questions about the business aspect of her her life. And he goes, don't worry about it. Keep singing and shaking that sexy little body. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Who was this a commentary on? I don't know. Like, who was, I mean, maybe Hannah Montana was just becoming popular at the time. Maybe. But, so, this stepdad is freaking out because he knows that this girl's going to turn 18 soon. She'll be able to, like, handle stuff on her own. And he knows she's going to fire him. (laughs) He Uh, fakes her birth certificate. (laughs) No, he knows she's going to fire him when she turns 18. So he decides, I'm going to murder her and frame this armpit kid. Holy fucking sh- That's small steps? That's small. (laughs) It's like, it, it goes deep. So he makes this plan... He like shoves a, a bat into. Like, I'm he, sorry. One second. What is small steps? I'm trying to tell you I what I was forced to read. It was homework. It was a homework with friends. The Terrible podcast. homework. It was bad homework, and I thought it'd be. More, I mean, I think it's interesting. I still. I'm actually absolutely captivated. Right. We're now. not there yet. We're we're going. So I know we're going there, but. Holy shit. I didn't think this was going to be At a certain point, the stepdad meets Armpit. And some weirdly, like, shoves a bat into him and gets his fingerprints on it. Um, So he's got his his fingerprints on his bat. And the stepdad, like, just, like, a little bit later, starts beating the, (laughs) like, beating the piss out of this girl with a bat. About to kill her. And... Armpit and I shouldn't be laughing. You shouldn't be laughing. I'm sorry to the listeners. I'm not laughing at this. It's just so ridiculous. But armpit and her bodyguard come in, and there's like a huge fight. Like everybody's injured, but they end up stopping the guy. Okay, uh, right before you. And they like, see it. They see it's him, the stepdad. Yes. Okay. So it's confirmed that armpit's okay. It like reiterates that a bunch. Like nobody thought it was armpit the whole time because Please. yes, Theodore, the dad's. <laughs> nobody thought it was Theodore the whole time. <laughs> Because the the stepdad's wearing rubber gloves, uh-huh. the the bodyguard confirmed that it was him. Oh my like, god! Every like like everybody was like okay with it. Like he gets questioned a lot, um, but it's okay. Uh, so armpit finally gets cleared from that. He's like okay with the cops and everything. This girl is in the hospital. The 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 doctor's like she may never sing again. Um, 
Stepdad goes to jail. Turns out this gal who was her, like, uh, I don't know what she would be considered. She did, like, all the bookings for their hotels and stuff like that. Like event manager? Yeah, was having an affair with her stepdad, stole all of her money, got away with it. Whoa. They, they caught her, but they never found the money. Uh, so this girl, like, this young gal got all of her money stolen. She got beat half to death. Um, she ended up, you know, she's she's alive. Okay. So Armpit's back. He passes his classes. Things are going all right for him there. Um, he's still cool with X-Ray. And one day he's just hanging out, and he hears old, guess whose voice on the radio? Old Kyra, Kyra Kira. Whoa! <laughs> Uh, on the radio, singing a song about him. About? Uh, yeah. Oh, cool. About Armpit. Armpit. Um, and. What does it go like? Dig it up, a bone. Dig it up, a bone. You'd have to look at it in the book. It's a, it sounded like a nice song. It read like a nice song, <laughs> at least. So was Um But he decides in that moment, he's like, I can't be dealing with, with trying to get her. i got to focus on my small steps. Oh. So he's worried about uh, working his job, now graduating community college, because he's done with school. That's great. Not getting into any trouble and still trying to lose the name Armpit. Um, so, like, that's a pretty quick version of the book. There's a, still a lot that wasn't I'm covered. sure there is, but yeah. it ends there? Yes, and, uh, yeah, that's how it ends. Okay. Just randomly. He's just like, can't deal with that, that, with that stuff in my life. Uh, you don't get to find out if they end up together. You don't really know what happens to her. Huh. You know she can sing again, but... Yeah. That's about it. Tell you the truth, hearing that back at me does not need to be the sequel to Holes. No, it's not a by sequel. By any means. There's no, no no way you can consider it a sequel. Does not really need to follow anybody named Armpit. They do reference Sploosh one time. That's, the, <laughs> that's like the biggest connection That's to for like the real Holes heads yeah, out there yeah. going like, <laughs> Sploosh, baby. Yeah. Uh, but the general plot of it, I like it as like a young adult novel slash uh, I'd watch that as a little bit of a movie. It could have been better. Not a little bit. Oh, the whole movie as well. not a young because reading it, reading that story as a young adult novel was boring. And yeah, miserable because like you want so much more. You want like a little bit more exposition. Yeah, like, a yeah, little yeah. bit more like deep thoughts going yes. on. Uh, but he wrote it like the same kind of way. He wrote like very holes. A to B. Like yes. he went to the blah blah blah. He saw them do the blah blah blah. So many unnecessary details. Yeah, that like didn't like there were there needed to be details that there weren't addressed, and there were details addressed that there didn't need. One thing he I I always noticed he did in holes was he'd be like he drank the water. He forgot how much he liked water. Like, yeah. stuff like that, where it's like, Theodore went to school. He forgot how much he struggled at school. Like, yeah, man. It was not fun. But I, I got I got some major themes here. Okay. Uh, loss of childhood's major theme. Ooh. Class and race were, were addressed a lot. And just a general... Which is similar to Holes. Yes, yes. And just a general um, take on the faults of the justice system. Uh-huh. Um, and just, like, what kids from juvie and people from jail go through after they get out like the decisions they have to make like falling back into a life of like scalping tickets like a scammer and like that's like the very little like 
very very mild thing that can yeah. happen to you and like can get you can get involved with. Well, it's also kind of like your past. Like, there's still going to be people who are going to influence you in a certain way. Yeah, and X-ray never changes. <laughs> He's the same at the very last chapter. They're all like him, like X-ray, He's armpit, like, and by Ginny. the way, you guys want to go get some new tickets? Yeah, X-ray, armpit, and Ginny are hanging out together, and he is just like still just like goofing around, like. I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. I shouldn't have scalped the ticket. Yeah. Um, so that was it. Uh, my general take on it. Great outline for a story. Yeah. I like the story. Not a great read if you're over 18. <laughs> um, but all in all, it's, it's, a, it's whatever. It was just like wasn't what i wanted it, it was a tough read well, it's not for what me. you like out of a book no well because it's not written for me no but if you're a young kid if you're for some reason you're a young kid you end up listening to this podcast hey give it a read see if you like it so one thing we talked about with holes is it's like a good introductory discussion to stuff like race and class and things like that yeah and, and holes i would think is like based on your description of small steps like much more whimsical much more like about like the whole everything happens for a reason kind of thing. Would you say that this is like a good, like this is like a deep cut take, like on, a better on that kind if, of stuff? If holes is for uh, fifth grade through seventh grade, this would be decent. This would be pretty good for high school, like early to high school. really start thinking about stuff because that's how old he is in this. It sounds like early high school, like as yeah. far as like I remember reading books like this in early high school and going like, oh, that, I think I, even late high school you'd be fine. Yeah, it depends what you like, but yeah. I think even late high school, yeah, you you dig it, all right. It's just some small stuff. There's just a lot going on, dude. It seems like it. It yeah. seems <laughs> like things like him hitting it off and falling in love with the singer would never happen. Yeah, I could not write enough. Like at one point the the girl. The girl who's a singer walks out, uh, like right when you're introduced to her, she she walks out and she's like, they weirdly talk about like her unbuttoning her shirt as she walks <laughs> out of out of her room, and it's like I definitely think it's meant for young adult readers to be like, oh wow, <laughs> this gal, this gal's unbuttoning her shirt. <laughs> it's like, uh, what are you doing? But what, then, what she, are you doing in your room? I'm just reading small steps. <laughs> uh, then she walks out and her bodyguard's like standing there and he's like, huh? <laughs> and uh-huh. she's like. Come on, bozo! <laughs> <laughs> and and it goes under this like weird like little like thought in her head where she's like, "Oh, uh, if I talked to my psychiatrist about this, she'd probably tell me that I did it on purpose because I want attention from my body, but I didn't." <laughs> <laughs> and then her bodyguard's just like, "You literally do this every time. <laughs> you do this every day. I told you many times I'm married. It puts me in a very weird spot. Yeah, please stop." Um. <laughs> But yeah, you know what? Give it a read if you want to. It wasn't for me. Uh, solid story. I think he was on to something. He should have. He should have made it probably more for adults. At least like you know, like a, a young twenties type of read. Young twenties read. Yeah. I wonder what the next holes is gonna be. Yeah, I hope there isn't another one. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel to Holes is gonna follow. <laughs> zero that probably would have been better actually that makes a lot more sense now it, that I say it out it loud it makes way more sense than grabbing these arbitrary characters and just putting them into this world uh, the next hole is going to follow zigzag <laughs> yeah or like the, the weirdo that steals cars yeah oh twitch yeah <laughs> like why I see him I just gotta take him 
<laughs> That's actually just Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Oh, that is actually the third holes. <laughs> well, uh, that's small steps. That's small stuff. That that was my homework. Um, so on to my homework, baby. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Okay. Um, so my homework, uh, it was to create my all-time top five, uh, like a, like a starting lineup for uh, NBA team. Essentially, well, it was supposed to be eight. Well, no, no, top five. Well, then, like my three bench players. Yeah. So I, I, I was originally thinking of giving you twelve, but I didn't want to like. That would have overwhelmed. Yeah, you. I didn't want to overwhelm you because like normally, if you're you're thinking of like a top team, you you pick twelve because you have like a normal twelve man roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for actually, we need to play some music to drop into homework number two. Homework number two, drop right now. All right. We're we're back. We're back live. Here we go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very much not live. <laughs> it's live while we're doing it. We are alive. It's live while we're doing it. <laughs> uh, so back to the homework with friends podcast. Uh, uh, this is Logan Lukacs talking. On to homework assignment number two. Continue. I'm sorry. I should. Uh, okay. So my assignment was to pick a five-man uh, starting lineup with three men on the bench of NBA all-time players. I had to pick the the year in which they played, uh, put some reasonings behind it, and compose basically my kind of dream team. Dream team. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, this is a challenge for me in that I don't watch slash follow a ton of sports you don't know i'm a big 30 for 30 guy yeah well that helps yeah it gives you some insight. it did it did yeah. and I, my criteria is somewhat based around that um i'm <laughs> <laughs> so the celtics and the lakers from the 80s that's the whole team <laughs> <laughs> who else has a 30 for 30 and then also reggie miller and no no so you'll be surprised not, all right, not all right too many. i think i wonder i think everybody has everybody been in a 30 for 30? I, I guarantee it. <laughs> Except for one. Uh, I think maybe one one or two. A couple of my bench players haven't. One of my bench players has a whole 30 for 30 about him, and I'll mention that later. Um, but <laughs> actually, I don't think it's a 30 for 30. Uh, anyway, so uh, my criteria for this was um, very naively looking at statistics Okay. Uh, on Wikipedia pages and I think basketballresources.com. All right, so you're being a little blog boy looking at statistics. Oh, dude, I'm a blog boy for sure <laughs> on this one. I'm looking at MVP years. I'm looking right. at um, uh, – I'm not looking too much at championship years. I'm looking kind of like – a thing I realized I respected the most when I'm looking at the stats and I'm kind of looking at the career of these players is I really like the players when they're really hungry still. So you're going to see a lot of all-stars on this list who maybe I'm not picking them in their championship years, but I'm picking them when they're when they're hungry, when they're like they're putting up numbers and they're yeah. really trying to they're trying to scrap by because I I think that's an interesting concept for a team. Did you look at anybody like any famous people like any like famous like announcers or commentary people or just regular basketball players like perfect dream teams or anything like that? I didn't look at, at too it? much of that. I didn't dive into into that analysis because I know there's a lot out there based on my research. Yeah, people have done this a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like a, a common practice. So I actually wanted to veer away from that a little bit because uh, I kind of wanted to go in naive. Yeah. A lot of my Google researches were like looking at the best power forward, like like best power forward in NBA, and I would kind of click through some names and try to go through some lists that way. 
I listen to a couple podcasts, like the NBA podcast, the Ringer one, just mm-hmm. to kind of like get in the headspace for the NBA. I don't think I got anything from that. <laughs> yeah, which one did you listen to? Just the most recent one. <laughs> <laughs> so just talking about the playoffs? Yeah, but I wanted, I wanted to get in that space, baby. And then uh, there was another one, uh, which was the top, I think it was the top most overlooked players who aren't in um, the Hall of Fame yet. Okay. I believe. Uh, And I think one has since entered the Hall. The one I liked the most when I went online, it said they're on the Hall of Fame, in the Hall of Fame. So I I, I don't think that one was true. I'm generally, I'm pretty prepared to tear this team apart. I think you should. (laughs) It's not a good, uh, when I look at the team, it's not a good team. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Um, Because how could it be? Like the the thing I was thinking more and more about this one was there's, Certain people who I think everyone's ever, always going to gravitate towards. There's certain yeah. teams everyone's always going to gravitate towards. Uh, and when you look about uh, anything in sports, uh, people are so attracted to the stories behind the team. And I think people really just love this debate. Like People love talking about who would be better against who when. They do. And uh, we'll see if it happens. But one of the things that I thought you might do with this is just figure out best players and positions and just take a general stance on like players and positions and not factor in like egos who would play well together. Yes. Yes. yes stuff yes. like that. So I, I did, I thought about that. I did. Um, and I also thought about years in which that would happen. Okay. So that is a part of this. I did okay. look at some of this cause every player eventually there's not really any, there's, I mean, there certainly are, but even uh, there's a guy on my list who is, very strong for his franchise. In fact, is still the franchise star who ended up leaving his team even. Um, and not even the big one, if you know what I'm talking about. That could be so many people. I know. But that's what I mean. <laughs> there's a common trend in these like players is egos playing into things. Like There's like a one more season mentality. Oh, is, is it Shaq? <laughs> well, that's a great segue to my first pick. Was that it? Was that right? No, you're not right. Oh, but shit. there's, I mean, everybody on there, everybody on here has... Except I believe one has uh, has switched teams from their core franchise team at okay. least once. Uh, but okay, so I'm looking at career high averages. I'm looking at gut feelings, and I'm looking at general composition. Those are my three criteria that I wrote down. Mm, okay. Uh, so <laughs> for our center, we have 2000 Shaquille O'Neal. 2000 Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, from okay. the 1999 to 2000 season. Yes. Okay. Uh, I have some some stats for his. Uh, Rangers. This was the first of his championships. Mm-hmm. So first of his three consecutive ones with Kobe. Uh, eventually, he ended up uh, taking a year off from Kobe after that, and then he got another championship with the Heat later on. Yes. But this is kind of our first championship, Shaquille O'Neal, after being in the league for about ten years at this point. Um, he was putting up twenty nine point seven points per game at that point. He was MVP of the league. There, he was a great big man that season, uh, and a great center, and a great uh, a, a great duo with Kobe. And I think he was the kind of guy who helped catalyze that Lakers team. So when I look at Shaq that year, he's one of my few players on my lineup who got a, uh, a championship in the year in which I picked them. Okay. So I view him as kind of one of our guys to rally around. Yeah. yeah. I view him as uh, a good very- team player. <clears throat> And a vet in the league, but also has some good years ahead of him. Um, and that is my 2000 Shaquille O'Neal at center. Okay. 
Uh, some fun facts about Shaquille O'Neal I found. I found fun facts about every player just to spice things up. All right, up. all right. He only ever made one three-pointer in his entire career. Not shocking. <laughs> but uh, I think like, the fourth most free throws of any player. Um, and <laughs> this is a fun fact. Around the same time I picked him, he, he's, a, he's a scab. What do you mean? There was a union strike on actors or writers in the early thousands and he showed up for a disney commercial and people had a real problem with it oh wow Shaq's a scab look at that um Shaq also we could do a whole podcast on Shaq. i found a lot like i was looking at fun facts oh, on yeah. people. shaquille o'neal could be a whole topic on his own so fun so yeah so, just so many fun facts. phd police officer yeah actor and a legitimate phd yeah he has an actual uh well i think isn't it from like university of phoenix <laughs> hey look man it's still tough it's still well no i'm not i'm not downplaying it but i think it's like an online phd right true 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 so it's yeah. not it's not harvard i don't think that he like no it's not even that i like it wasn't i just don't think that he went like to class every no. day no 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 and he's not one of those ones who's like i got my honorary doctorate mm. in letters mm. um i'm gonna go to the next one an unsurprising pick as well but i'm gonna go small forward LeBron James. We're going King James. At small forward? At small forward. Okay. In uh, uh, 2009, LeBron James. 2009? Isn't that when Shaq played for <laughs> the Cavs? <laughs> or no. He played in, when was it? 2011, 2012, maybe? Yeah, he played later on. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm going I'm going uh, LeBron James 2009. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is an MVP year for LeBron James. Yeah. Uh, this was a time when... The Cavs, the Cavs had just come off a playoff run. I don't think they had a playoff run this year. 2009. Um, they probably lost to the Celtics. Yes. Uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals, maybe. I don't even know if they I made, don't even quite. I, don't, I think I, 2008 was that, but I could be 100% then wrong. Maybe, they, they only made it to the Finals like one time. While he was there, the and first And they run. got swept by the Spurs. Yeah, but this, so ba- I picked this LeBron James because he, he, this is a hungry LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't like... Young very, and hungry. Yeah, this isn't like very fresh green LeBron James, like that one crazy game where he had where he put up like, what, like 50-something points yeah. against the Bucks. What would he be? He would have been like 23, 24. Yeah, there. he's pretty young. Yeah. Uh, he, his average points per game back then was 28.4 points per game. Uh, he was averaging almost, he was like 37 minutes per game. He was a very defensive player at this time. He was 1.1 blocks per game. I was trying to look at the defense that these guys were putting up. You're putting up a pretty offensive team right now. You're looking for a a team that can outscore anybody right now. I am. You're only two players in, so I'm not going to fault you. It's not going to get much different. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But this is also LeBron who had great stamina. He was playing 81 games. He was putting he his played team. 82 games this season. Oh, well, no, he this was uh this past season and the season before have been the most games he's played since this year, I believe. Wow. Okay. Um they're not it's not crazy differentials, but he was no, like he's, he's always been really healthy like almost every game. But um he was pretty he was a foundational member of the team and I think just far enough in his career to not be a rook and just hungry enough to be a big ass. I mean, this is yeah. this is a year before he left for the Heat. So I I like this LeBron. I like this LeBron on this unit. I like this LeBron with Shaq. Okay. I like this duo. Okay. Okay. I'm in. Uh, fun fact. <laughs> 
He is the only player, only the second player in history to have won the NBA MVP, Finals MVP, and Olympic gold medal in the same year. The only other player, Michael Jordan. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right. You want my point guard? Yeah. All right. Who's it going to be? Fuego take. All right. 1984 Isaiah Thomas. Uh, <laughs> not really agreeing with that pick. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas is great. Like, don't get me no, wrong. No, no, no. There's a lot of good. There's but... a lot of good point guards. There's a lot of great. That's the thing with point guards is there's a ton of them. Yeah, I think um, uh, when I look when you look at like historically great centers, there's like a few that really stick out. But like when once you start getting to like forwards and point guards, like there's there's a lot. There's a lot of really good ones. So I kind of this is yeah. This is a gut pick. That's a gut pick. I here's here's my thing. Zay Thomas is really great. Yeah. Uh, nowhere close to the team player and person that Magic was. Nowhere kind of close to like so many people. Like even nowadays, like nowhere close to the shooter that Steph is. Nowhere close to the handles that Kyrie's got. Um, I pick a lot of people. AI. I take. A- AI over him. Uh, AI was high up. Yeah, he was high up on the list. I uh, was close. But I, th- if you're talking point guards, dude, I don't think you go anybody but Magic. It's impossible to. He's Here's so it. good. Okay, this is uh, ultimate this- team player. He gets so hyped for everybody. Um, is super into like distributing the ball. Not an all around shooter. Um, like he's great at shooting, but I, I, I mean, like he's not gonna take every shot that on the court. Yeah, and hog from anybody else. He's gonna pass around because I mean he played with Kareem. Like they were just like a duo, just putting up points. It'd be just probably just as good with Shaq. You're and not Ron. wrong. Um, He's a bigger. He was a little bit bigger than Isaiah. I think Isaiah Thomas is a little bit more wanting to be the man on the team. I don't think he knows how to play well with others. Okay, as much. Um, and this is like very like I don't have an ex- expansive <laughs> basketball knowledge. You know, this is my take on it. Um, it's from watching old games, watching thirty for thirties, like a lot of stuff. But I mean, man, I don't know. Here's okay. You want okay? So I'm glad you mentioned thirty for thirties. This is why I picked Isaiah Thomas. When you look at that thirty for thirty, and if you don't know, what we're talking about we're talking about the bad boys of basketball. It's mm-hmm. about the Detroit Pistons in the eighties and early nineties. Uh, he was kind of a nice little boy coming into the league. And he got put on this team that adopted this bad boy persona, and he kind of did himself. Here's what I want to do with Isaiah. I want to put him around these great star quality athletes, and I want to, okay. I want to, I want him to play to their level. I think he was one of the better guys on a team of some real dirt bags, and I think they brought him down a little bit. And I think Isaiah could have got brought up a little bit more. Yeah, I still don't think he's magic. I even I don't like, think he's magic either, and I I, I even be, probably before Isaiah Thomas, I take Steve Nash, mm. pure shooter, distributes the ball. Okay, well let me talk about incredibly eighty. Well, can I talk and about works 80? so hard on defense. That's another thing. Like, there's well, not... can I talk about eighty four Isaiah okay, Thomas? Fine. Okay, sorry, eighty four Isaiah Thomas had an eighty percent uh, field goal ratio. Okay, or field goal percentage, meaning that guy is a shooter. He's putting balls up. Points per game. Yeah, but how many shots was he taking per game? It's tough to tell. But he <laughs> <laughs> he was putting up an average of twenty one point two points per game. All right, which means he was great. But his assists were at thirteen point nine. All right, which means he's a big team player. So I'm being a blog boy right here, and I'm saying I look at these numbers, and I'm saying this is a guy who's going to make LeBron and Shaq look good. 
Okay, he's a he's a fast guy. But you don't think there's other guys like there's no I'm not better guys that. like that. Like I'm looking at my composition so Steve far. Steve Nash, Chris Paul, uh, dude, like you're talking. Okay, <laughs> you're talking to the wrong guy about this. <laughs> I don't know. This is my homework. All right, I'm sorry. Go go ahead. I didn't mean to tear you apart. <laughs> I knew you were ready for it. Um, uh, fun fact about uh, Isaiah Thomas. He was very uh, focused on anti-crime issues. Half the beat cops in the beat, uh, not beat cops, like the, like cops that patrol like beet farms. Yeah, beet farm cops. <laughs> <laughs> he was a big farmer. Uh, half of the beat reporters in the NBA had his number, and uh, he loved talking societal issues after the games. Hey man, that's pretty cool. Yeah, he actually went on to a like successful that. coaching career afterwards. I mean, I, I, I like my Isaiah Thomas. I want him on there. He's a great player. He had like uh, a pretty bad like sexual harassment scandal. He did. Yeah. He did. It's it did settle for several million dollars, and uh, it's very ambiguous as to what happened. <laughs> yeah, he claims it did. I don't not. know. I don't know. I don't know anything about it, so I'm not going to talk on it. But it's on there. I know about it. We might cut this. <laughs> <laughs> um, ready for my power forward? Yeah. All right. I want 94 Carl Malone. Hey, that's a good. That's a respectable pick. Dude. Yeah, Carl I. Uh, the, I don't really know. I didn't know much about him. Yeah, there really isn't a thirty for thirty out there about him right now that mm-hmm. I know of. Um, I think because the Jazz were one of those teams that, especially with Carl Malone, got to the precipice of greatness so often. Yeah, but really just didn't make it, and were overshadowed by some really great um, franchise teams in the 90s as well as you got Jordan going on you got the yeah. Lakers coming up at the end of the decade he's a guy who definitely uh, I think there's a lot of players right now I think like Anthony Davis is a similar type player right now who's carrying mm-hmm. his own franchise and really has to he's gonna stay with his team he's a fucking he's a hero for them yeah he's gonna put up great numbers he's the kind of guy who's the team doesn't need to make a splash but he makes a splash um, I liked him on this team I think he's gonna be a great um, player he's a great big man He's currently the. I think he's currently a big man coach. Yeah. Um, and he's also, I think, could be a good moral center for this team. I think he's a guy who, if LeBron, especially the 09 LeBron, gets a little out of line, he could put Gotta him in humble line. him. Gotta humble him. Um, and especially him being closer in age as, as a 94, as a 94 Carl Malone, he might be able to, uh, you know, really connect with these guys. Yeah. He's not going to veteran up on them too much, but he's mm-hmm. been in the league for a few years. Um, and also just a very impressive career, uh, 14-time All-Star, uh, the most free throws made in general, yeah. uh, the second most points in the NBA history right behind Kareem, uh, and just a, just a unit, just a unit for this Utah Jazz team. Yeah, yeah. I like this Carl Malone. Uh, this 94 Carl Malone uh, had 1.5 blocks per game, so I got myself a defensive big man up there. <laughs> He's a power- going two big man. He's a power forward you're going to want. Uh, yeah. this, at this stage in the game, too, he was still averaging about 25 points per game. Uh, which is about his career average. So he's yeah. got some years where he was putting up a lot more. He's got some years where he's putting up less. Uh, he's got an ill-fated year with the Lakers, actually, right after Shaquille left. Um, but he's a, he's the kind of big man I want up there because I think he's going to keep his head in the game. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. Carl Malone also had a funny, a few funny quotes. <laughs> what do you say? Uh. Just hit the guy next to you. Forget the technique. Hit the guy across from you. Don't let anybody come in your space. Okay. That makes sense. Basketball. People talk about rings. I have six rings. They're my wife and kids. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> and this is him talking about Charles Barkley. 
kept his vi- <laughs> he kept his Vaseline right inside his navel, and he'd use it in a game. That's weird. That's <laughs> a weird quote. I don't know what that means. And not the only Charles Barkley quote we're going to hear today. All right. Shooting guard. Who are you picking? 88 Jordan. 88 Jordan, yeah, that's pretty fucking... That's expected. Highest points per game. It's a very hungry Jordan. He was still getting 1.6 blocks per game. He's getting 3.2 steals per game, which is a high average for him. This is a scrappy Jordan. Yeah. This is a Jordan who wanted that title. It's about three years before he's going to get one. 88, so... Is that the year that they played the Lakers in the finals, or did they not, did they not even make it past the Celtics that year? I don't think they did. I think this is like you don't li- want it in a more experienced Jordan. Well, so you don't want a Jordan after a championship. When I thought about this team, there's only one player who this season is going to win a championship. No one on my team has a championship under their belt. Okay, I wanted see. a team. You know what I mean? I wanted a team that's going to get that first championship together. Okay, and I'm gonna, I thought that I'm gonna save all comments for afterwards. Yes, keep and, going. I, and I keep, thought that sounded. Thing. I thought that was an interesting concept. To yeah, me. I uh, I think there's sometimes a stigma around people who go to a team that's already winning championships. Look at KD going to Golden State. I think that uh, building a team around promising players who are going to win championships was interesting when I was building this. Yeah, and looking at guys at their hungriest now. One thing I think about these guys all putting up some of their most record numbers in the seasons in which I picked them before they won championships might be negating each other quite a bit on the court, which is a definite flaw. Um, I think that we have these players who would most likely in no reasonable circumstance ever be together. Oh, um, especially at these stages. But it's all like any any scenario like this is it? It's a dream. Yeah, roster. yeah, yeah. They're, I they're think, all from different decades. They're from different times. Yes, a lot of them in all yeah. different times. And these, so I think I tried to pick them based on when it would be somewhat reasonable for them to almost be traded to each other on weird whims. Yeah. Um. And I don't I don't know what this unit would do together, all together. But I think they'd play a hell of a game of pickup. Probably. I mean, yeah. <laughs> continue. Continue. And I. Uh, I'll discuss my opinion of your roster. I think there's some. I think there's some egos concluded. in the mix. I think one thing I didn't like about picking Jordan was that I, uh, I, I think he's the obvious pick. He's one of the more obvious picks. Oh, absolutely. You, you don't. There's no way to make a dream team and not pick Jordan. Yeah. So I had to pick him. And also, not a lot of fun facts about Jordan. Um, eh, everybody knows. Everybody everything. knows of one. But here's a funny quote I found that he said about Charles Barkley. Okay. Charles thinks we're great f- friends. I hate the fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. So, <laughs> so that's that, that's my starting five, and I'll very quickly go over my uh, bench three. Okay. All right. Uh, bench three, we got, uh, I want 2011 to 2012 Dwayne Wade just to have LeBron to have somebody to play around with. To be yeah, he's, he's a great. No, he's one of the. The top four people in his position. Top oh, he, five people, probably. He is, and yeah. I think if uh, we got some chemistry problems out there, we're throwing Dwayne in there, and uh, him and uh, LBJ are going to have some fun. Yeah. Uh, center on the bench, I got 1956, Neil Johnston. The, God damn it, dude. <laughs> Continue. Boy, <laughs> boy was a, a 6'8", 210 pounds. <laughs> Was the 1956 NBA champ for the Philly Warriors? His nickname was Old Hoss. All right, I I, I can't can see why you picked him. <laughs> Continue. Who's uh, your third? Uh, and then, uh, well, I I think we all know this one. It's 2012 Jeremy Lin. 
Jeez, dude. <laughs> it seems like you were just like started joking at some point. I started joking at my benchers. Okay. I think Dwayne is the best on the bench. No, Dwayne make like can make sense on the bench. I think Neil Johnston to me, I when I was doing some deep research, primarily on the podcast of people who uh, who the Hall of Fame forgot, sounded great to me. Um Okay. Old well, here's here's what I have to say. Linsanity. You you created this team. It's yes. pretty solid. Yes. But for center, you I mean, Shaq's good, but you didn't pick Kareem after no. or Bill Walton, the two greatest centers of all time. I want Shaq. Why would you want Shaq? Like, why? He's got the star quality, baby. <laughs> I like that Shaq. He's a more interesting cat. Um, To me. And one of the, the biggest things with uh, also, it, your team would have varying success depending on when they were playing okay so picking the decade in which they were playing would be interesting but you have a a big team Mm -hmm. and transitioning into this decade like this style of play that we have going on right now they would people would be raining threes on them all day because they're like it's all about like fastball that's why isaiah is there baby yeah he's not that fast (laughs) he's not as fast as um so I think that would be a hard thing for them to overcome. All around, I'm impressed with your research and Thank your you. take on it. Thank it's you. everybody's opinion because these things can't really happen. True. But, I mean, the bench, ridiculous. The bench is not ridiculous. You don't know about Neil Johnston. I promise you that if <laughs> he's not better than Kareem or Bill Walton. I 100% promise you. you Got to think about the composition, uh, baby. <laughs> I want, uh, I, you know why I picked him? I wanted a boy. I wanted a boy from the old days in there. I wanted an ABA yes, guy. But uh, overall, I'm not. I'm not saying you you developed the greatest team. I don't think uh, so. You didn't have. You didn't have Magic. You didn't have Larry Bird. I, well, it, no it, Kareem. No no Bill Walton. Literally, you know what you just picked? You just picked my three, and I and I hope I get some bonus points for this. I had notable exceptions. On my notes. No, they should not. You shouldn't get. You're not going to get bonus points for them being your notable exceptions because they should be automatic picks. But those are my three notable exceptions. It was Magic, Bird, and Kareem. Those are my three that I was like, you know, I know these are the expected ones. I was going for that wow factor, baby. All right. I'm trying to do the unexpected. I think that. I. You know what I did? I misused my bench. You misused your bench for way too much. For entertainment quality. Yeah. You did go. I was trying went, to be funny. You went funny quality and it wasn't, it it, it, it was funny. It didn't land. But uh, <laughs> it might land with the people listening. If you're out there and it landed, let us know. Um, But it, you know, it didn't land in here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that is uh, homework assignment number two. I guess we got, we got to give grades. We got to give grades. Yeah. All right. We'll do a quick refresher for the audience. If you don't remember the grades, um, the grades are going to be 25% effort, which is primarily just the fact of doing it, Uh, 25% uh, quality, which is the uh, quality of thought and the excellence put forward in the assignment, 
25% accuracy, which is how correct the person was in doing it. Um, and if you know anything that is contrary to what they say, that is really the only way you can negate points for that. And then the real true make or break thing that, that takes you from a C to an A plus is the woe factor. And is it, did the person say anything that gave you additional insight or something you hadn't thought about before? What really wowed you about the assignment? So we're going to get into grades right now. All right. Uh, so do I read it first? Who read it first last time? Do you remember? I don't remember. I think it was you. I think I'll read, I'll read first this time. Okay. All right. No, no, no. I went first. Did no, you? no, no. You went first last time. I, I went first. No. So you want to go first again? I don't know. You're the head of the class. I am the head of the class, so maybe I start? <laughs> yeah. I start because I'm the head of the class. <laughs> we did not address this at all. <laughs> we should think of uh, rights for the head of the class. Eh, we'll figure it out as yeah, the time goes. Episode. It's episode two. two. Get over it, people. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, effort. I, got, I clocked you at 25 out of 25. Woo! You did the assignment. Thank you. I know you did it last minute, but... Yeah. You know, that's okay. You did it. Still did it, yeah. Uh, whoa factor. 25 out of 25. You gave me, you gave me some... I was, I was shocked by your roster, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I was surprised. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was shocking. You, get, you hit us with some good facts. Nice. Yeah, they didn't know. Uh, quality, uh, 20 out of 25. Okay. 20 out of 25. I, th- I think that you could have done better with some more research. I could have, yeah. Certainly could have. Um, accuracy, I'm going 15 out of 25. <laughs> <laughs> you, had, you had three solid choices. I think that most people would consider it uh, a solid three choices out of a possible eight. Three solid choices? I think, yeah, three solid choices. Uh, Who? Jordan. An argument can be made for Shaq and then LeBron. What about Karl Malone? Karl Malone's all right, but there's better picks, I think. Uh, So, yeah, (laughs) 85 out of 100. They're not bad at all. 85 out of 100 is good. Oh, this leads us to an interesting predicament. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I think you might know your grade. <laughs> <laughs> Break it down uh, for me. Effort. There's no way you didn't read this book. You did it. You nailed it. That's a 25% on effort. Thank you. Quality. You read the book. We got a hell of a summary out of it. I'm getting you a 25 out of 25. Okay. Accuracy. I can't contest it. I haven't read this book. Sounds about right. That's another 25 out of 25. You're sitting at 75. Boom. Here's where we get to it. Woe factor. All right. Now, there's two moments where I got woed in this. Yes. I got woed at just the fact that this book exists and it has the plot that it does. Right, okay. And then I'm giving you some additional woes for just like the insights you put into it uh, and the connections back to holes. But that only got me to 10 on the woe. Okay. Uh, which isn't bad. No, but I think it's it was hard. tough. Books are hard because it's all premeditated. Yeah, like it was stories. it was tough, and um, it's hard with having to give the summary. We're gonna have to look at book reports in the future. Yeah, they're they're, hard, they're tough, but uh, that gets you right at eighty five. Right at eighty five. Oh. 
This is quite... We did not discuss this possibility. I don't know. Yeah. I guess there's extra credit. Extra credit? What's extra? I mean, not that we have to do it right now. Uh, I guess we roll uh, into next week with a tie? Roll into next week with a tie. We're going to have to just probably... We'll sit down and discuss the... the what happens in a tie? Yeah, what happens there. in this particular outcome? Well, we how about this? We weren't, I don't think either of us was expecting this. How about this? Edit point right now, but we're still rolling. Okay. What should we do in a t- if we got the same score? Uh, damn, dude. You know what we should have? Maybe. Oh, sorry. You seem more excited about your idea. Here's my thing. Okay. Pull a random Trivial Pursuit card. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Was it? Yeah. Uh, I was thinking have like a trivia question on deck. Yeah, and then we both have to say an answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, we see what happens. Um, okay, I'm into that, and we can actually do it right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, uh, catching back in, just in case we need a good edit point, we've decided what to do. I'm going to get since you just put the mic on the All right, so... Um, we have decided what to do. Uh, we are going to pull a Trivial Pursuit card um, at random. In the previous head of the class, we'll get to pick the topic, and we'll get to give the first answer on the question. Uh, the runner-up will give their answer, and whoever wins is the new head of the class. Okay. Uh, I get my, my pick. Uh, I'm going to go sports. Okay. So um, here we go. I'll go ahead and read the question. The question is, what new kind of shot did pro basketballer Joe Folks score a record 63 points within one game in 1949? Uh, I'm going to say... Hmm. 63 points. I'm going to say the alley-oop. Kind of new shot? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say the all oop. I'm gonna say the granny shot. The granny shot. Yeah. All right. Let's see what we got here. The answer the is jump the shot. jump shot. <laughs> no one had taken a jump shot. No one got until 1949. You guys know we can do this in the air, right? You guys know we can jump and do this. How do you get so good so quick? That blows my mind. All right. Well, you know what. Uh, full transparency, we cut another question so we could do this question, but we're keeping this one in. We're keeping this one in. We didn't get either of them right, <laughs> so that's fine. Whatever. Uh, we're gonna end. We're ending this this one in a tie. In a and tie. That's all right. Ties and... ties happen. Uh, this is we're just like hockey. Ties yeah. happen. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. Uh, Dalton remains head of the class, so let's play that music for him. <laughs> And it looks like Logan stays the dunce. What a fucking idiot. All right, <laughs> All right now on to uh, the last part of the show and an exciting part of the show. All right. Yeah, yeah, let me get my nose. Homework assignments. All right, all right. Um, you you want to go first? You want me to go first? I got my homework. You got your homework? Go ahead. Yeah, okay, you ready? Yeah, yeah I guess I'll, I'll write it down afterwards. Okay, so... Um, I was thinking about different topics of school and stuff yeah. like that. And one thing that I thought was kind of interesting, and we talked about earlier, uh, music class, choir. Oh, choir? Yeah. Okay. So your homework for next week is, I want you to write a song, baby. I have to write a song? Yep. Oh, that is miserable. <laughs> I'm going to hate every second of that. I want you to that. write a song. 
Um, and uh, I'll give you a format right now, and I can give it to you written down again later. Okay. But basically just verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Got it. Okay. Okay. Any type of song? Any type of song. Okay. Can be country, can be pop, can be pop country. Those are the three genres. <laughs> Those are the only three genres. Uh, uh, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like ready to go. Um, yeah. But it could be fun if it's written. If you give me an idea of how you want it to sound, I could pull out the guitar. We could play along with it. Okay. I think we can have some fun with this. Yes, yeah, so make Okay. And basically your homework will be more talking about the songwriting process. I want you to describe your song and some of the challenges that came with songwriting. And we'll just dive right into it. Okay. Um, mine is probably just as general. You're going to have to make your own thing of it. I want you to teach me about vodka. Oh. Uh, history. Yeah. Types. Okay. Um, maybe like how big the industry is now, how much it's grown, how it's made. Um, if you have the time and the inclination, try some. Tell me your favorite types. Uh, just anything you want to teach me. Okay. I want to learn about it. I want to know about vodka. That's great. Yeah. I, I'm into that. Yeah, this is your homework. Okay. So, the listeners out there, if you're following along, homework for next week, write a song. And vodka. Okay. And that does it for the Homework with Friends podcast. We thank you so much for listening. Thanks, guys. And uh, what, what did we say last time? Well, see you next week. Don't be late. School's out, baby. <laughs> School's out. <laughs> I like that one. And guess what? School's out, baby.